0: Richard Case.
1: Well, Kathy, uh, happy uh, Monday. (laughs) Uh,
2: It's great to see you. uh,
1: It's great to see you. Uh, Kathy and I, which we'll be able to share a little bit about um, during our session today, actually, is that we both, uh, in different places, uh, Linda and I, uh, led a uh, an abiding, what we call an abiding in the vine unity retreat in Nashville, Tennessee, and you hosted years where?
2: Up in Jefferson, New Hampshire. Ah, there near Bretton Woods Ski Resort, if you're familiar uh, with that area. Great. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I know you and Dan uh, led that together. So. Uh, yes,
2: we did. It was a great weekend. Yeah. It was we, so good. Uh,
1: we're going to share uh, the privilege that we have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we've been doing this. I've been, Lyndon. I've been doing this now our twentieth year, and Kathy's been doing it for four or five years now, and. Um, it never is a duty it's never a uh, well I can hardly wait to get this over with uh, or I got to go do this it's, it's a privilege because we get to experience uh, as we uh, share uh, about this uh, when we get into some of the practical things of abiding we get to share experiencing people hearing God's voice and mm-hmm. getting launched into this beautiful new life with theirs uh, and it's, it's really fun to see Uh, As we start today, um, I wanted to kind of give an update uh, on some uh, current events as we look at this world of chaos Uh, and uh, turn off my phone there. Sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) uh, As we uh, look at this world of chaos. So Kathy and I talked uh, uh, last week about um, the aspect of, of what was happening in Israel and the tensions over there with the mm-hmm. Palestinians and the Muslims and then also about the pipeline. And I wanted to bring you up to date about uh, what's happened and give you, give us perspective on this. Um, over in uh, Israel, uh, the bombing uh, continued from Hamas, uh, mm-hmm. which is a, as we talked about the different sects, it's a Shiite group uh, that is, uh, uh, and there's many uh, individual groups, interesting enough, within the Shiite uh You know basically uh, a family they're connected and they assist each other but uh, this particular attack is coming from a group called Hamas
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and they're located uh, south uh, of of Israel uh, at the southern end of Israel um, in the what's called the Gaza Strip Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're right on the edge of Israel and Egypt um, right. And they have, you know, there's cities there and they've got buildings there and they function there. Uh, well, uh, as we talked about the tension, uh, what was stimulated uh, the tension was that Hamas started lobbying uh, these missiles uh, right. against uh, the Gaza Strip. They got they can get as far as Tel Aviv, Ascalon, a mm-hmm. variety of cities. They can't quite get to Jerusalem with the range that they have, uh, but they, they bombarded it. Um, and uh, missiles got through. Uh, they they got most of them uh, handled what's called the Iron Dome. We'll talk- the
2: Iron Dome yeah. was really a, an effective defensive, and it continues to be in yes. a lot of ways, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. and yeah. again, uh, just to remind people what that is, is um, <laughs> it's a software uh, system that, that also has individual humans operate it. And so a missile comes up. Uh, they immediately calculate the trajectory of it, and then they determine, is that missile going to hit a populated area or a unpopulated area? Mm-hmm. If it's unpopulated, they will just let it go uh, because so what? Uh, but if it's populated, it identifies it. And then these what they did is they recruited these 18 to 21-year-olds
2: mm-hmm. that were so
1: used to video games. And they basically set it up as a video game.
2: Right. And they're so, extremely effective,
1: and they're really, really good at it. You know, <laughs> so they're 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 with bullet, literally joysticks shooting them out of the sky, uh, with sending missiles up uh, mm-hmm. to them, uh, and so and there's actually a video if you want to go online, people, uh, everybody that's listening to this, uh, just just put up uh, uh, Israel-Hamas conflict uh, YouTube, and there's actually YouTubes that are recording uh, the. Amazing, uh, overwhelming number of missiles that have been set up by Hamas against Israel, mm-hmm. and then you'll see them being shot down, right? Uh, and so it's it's really remarkable. But uh, so what they did is that they sent up so many at the same time, and we're talking thousands here, uh, that they couldn't they couldn't shoot them all down, mm-hmm. uh, and so some of them hit uh, Israel's cities and damaged and killed people right uh, now Israel, their perspective uh, and how they uh, approach this, uh, and Netanyahu uh, has stated this uh, interesting enough, Kathy, I, I had lunch with Netanyahu. Uh, I
2: remember you telling us that many, one time many, what many, an year, amazing opportunity year, years
1: ago and uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and one of the things that he talked about was uh, their, their their approach, uh, understanding and he described it he said uh, you know imagine uh, that you're uh, every morning getting up wondering
3: mm-hmm. if right.
1: the people around you the in uh, they're a small country so that the countries mm-hmm. around them who are not uh of their uh you know faith of all certainly and have a have a purpose mm-hmm. to annihilate you he right. said so today we get up you know with my kids my wife um, is today the day that's going to happen? We're going to have a terrorist attack and we're and we're going to get hit.
2: And yeah, I don't think, I think it's hard for us to even fathom what life is like living in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, you know, just that daily fear of everything, yeah. you know. Uh,
1: and he stated that our goal um, is never to attack them per se and never, we're not trying to occupy them. We're not trying mm-hmm. to take it over. And of course, there's, there's some, Uh, discussion about settlements and, you know, hey, the Mm -hmm. Palestinians are here and aren't you doing some of that? And uh, so it's not pure, but um, uh, he said, we don't attack. Uh, But he says, uh, if we get attacked and our people are killed, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: we will set it straight Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and we'll come after you. Uh, Right. And so Hamas is the one that initiated this. That's a true statement. Uh, Israel, (laughs) uh, because they weren't quitting and they mm-hmm. were continuing to a barrage them. Said, okay, uh, and we're putting you on notice,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we're, we're coming after you. Uh, and so what they did is they they bombed these, and they and through their intelligence, they know where they're located,
3: right?
1: Uh, where where supplies are, uh, where the headquarters is, where mm-hmm. the where the uh, leaders are, and they started bombing them. Uh, and mm-hmm. again, you can, uh, this last week. Uh, they were uh, Hamas was located in the same office building as the Associated Press
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and, uh, and they were hiding so to speak in plain sight is that well you'll never attack this because we're not the only thing there where other things are there uh, well so Israel <laughs> and again there's a YouTube on this and it's remarkable mm-hmm. um, you can watch it Uh, If you remember, do you remember uh, 9-11 and watching the towers collapse? Yes. Yeah. Um, And it was just, you know, one tower and the second tower right in place. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Israel, uh, they said, and they went, well, here's what they did. They knew where they were headquartered. uh, They knew where they were broadcasting. We Mm -hmm. knew what they were doing and talk about Hamas. Um, And they knew there was other people there. So they, they let everybody know in that building
2: Oh, so they did give them warning. In
1: the next hour or two, your mm-hmm. building's going to be gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You need to leave. Uh, and by the way, everybody left, so nobody mm-hmm. was killed. Interesting enough, uh, mm. but they destroyed that building. And you can you can look at it. It's like a, I think it's like a fifteen-story building, but it collapses just like uh, 9-11. and you just see it. You just mm-hmm. collapse. Uh, uh, and they they took after it, and they've they've uh, uh, They've taken out many of the Hamas leaders, uh, and and so the battle is raging. Of course, Hamas is now reconsidering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we, you know, maybe we should do a ceasefire. And and Netanyahu is saying, okay, you know, we can we can process that, but until you stop bombing us, we're right. we're not agreeing to a ceasefire. So that's still happening. Uh, what I sense is going to happen is that Hamas will cease. Because they're mm-hmm. they're going to get roundly uh, beat. Now there's another interesting thing. Now remember they're from the south, right? Um, there's another group, uh, and this is confusing to people. Uh, that's called Hezbollah. Okay. Hezbollah is another uh, Shiite group, separate from Hamas. Okay. Uh, they co- they cooperate together, but they're from the north. They're they're out of Lebanon. Okay. Uh, and so the, the concern, and this is what everybody was watching to see, is this thing going to go from Hamas to Hezbollah to Iraq, Iran? Right. Um, Hezbollah uh, came out this, this last week and said, we're not joining this fight. Mm, um, okay. Uh, we, are not going, we are not going to use it as an opportunity for us to lob our missiles on the north side of Israel. And then start to attack them, you know, from both sides. He said, "We're we're not doing." That's a significant thing, okay. Uh, because uh, if they would have said we are, we we likely would have seen uh, the whole Middle East, in a sense, uh, go into uh, inflamed situation. Mm-hmm. Where you've got uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, then you've got Iraq, uh, Iran, right? And it just, ripples out, and for then it'll, sure. it'll, it'll just go and go and go, and then it'll be mm-hmm. like, you know, what we're going, we're having a war. And, of mm-hmm. course, then the United States and Russia and China would all have to decide what they're going to do about that uh, and the United Nations. So um, it's tense. It's uh, uh, lots of destruction going on. And Israel mm-hmm. is is protecting themselves, and they're going to continue right. to protect themselves. And then you know, people are saying to them, okay, if they're truly willing to do a ceasefire, then you need to be willing to, too. And, and hopefully right. that, that will happen. So I think we'll see it settled back down. Uh, here and we saw it flare up. I think there was a big test on both sides. I mm-hmm. think Hamas was testing um, how good is their Iron Dome, uh, and interesting. can and can they handle the barrage? Right. Uh, because think of if if it was he- Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, and they're all lobbing missiles and they're
2: going them. from all these different sides, all too. these different
1: yes. sides. You know how well could they handle it? So I think mm-hmm. that'll be an interesting. Now, by the way. Uh, we know from the, the scriptures that mm-hmm. uh, as this escalates and it does escalate at some point, Israel handles that everything. right. They do handle everything uh, right and it and it results in as we as we and we'll have a session on the end times. actually we we'll have several. Uh, but one of the things is is that um, they can't they can't succeed with technology because they're so mm-hmm. Israel's so good at it. And so what happens is, uh, they say, you know, one thing we've got that they don't is people.
3: Mm-hmm. We've got
1: way more people and many people than them. So they go back to conventional warf- warfare with troops, and they amass they they amass two hundred million people troops to come against them in the Valley of Megiddo. It's called the Battle of Armageddon mm-hmm. at the end. Okay, um, and they would. Yeah, and this they, it, is
2: all from the Book of Revelation. This is all from Revelation,
1: yeah. uh, and if um, uh, Jesus didn't show up. Uh, they would be wiped out uh, mm. but Jesus shows up and they they all the enemy is killed uh, and they'd never make it and that's when the the millennial comes in which we which I know people have questions about is okay what does right. that look like and you know we'll we'll talk about that um, so uh, the tensions are high mm-hmm. uh, it's chaotic it's having impact even on oil prices and we have double thing with the oil pipeline right uh, but um uh, we got to keep watching that. Uh, my, my, uh, what I see happening is it'll calm itself back down. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, Hamas will truly get to a ceasefire, and I believe uh, that Israel will agree to that, uh, mm-hmm. and then say, "Okay, truly ceasefire, and do not do it again." Um, right. And if you do, we're going to come at you even harder. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how that looks, but I think that's what'll happen. Uh, and then uh, the pipeline.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: this is, this is interesting. Uh, the hackers, um, uh, likely out dark of- Dark
2: side, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: the dark side. Dark side. <laughs> uh, out of Russia, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, got through, took over the system and shut it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they had to try to clean it up. Uh, and again, uh, as we would do it, um, if you had a virus in your computer, you'd call somebody, you know, and say, could you clean this out? Mm -hmm. Um, and they'd either say, yeah, I can, or you know what? I can't. Uh, so since I can't just shut the computer off, throw it away,
0: uh, Mm -hmm. and buy
1: a new computer and bring your backup files back and Mm -hmm. just start over. And you could be operational within uh, a few hours or a day. Right. Well, in this case, uh, they basically, uh, they said, to their experts and to other outsiders could, and including the government by the way, and the best of the best, could you come and clean this up? Mm -hmm. Um, And they looked at it and said, no, Mm -hmm. Um, kinda, but they've done such tricky stuff that we can't clean it all up. And, And they could easily, even if they said it's working, you know, in another week, two weeks, a month, a year, just flip a switch and take it back all over again. So right. um, uh, what happened uh, is, and by the way, this is not, um, you, you won't, will not have seen this on the news and you, and you won't know, it just so happens that I, have some, uh, I have some contacts that can tell me what's going on, uh, is that um, the United States government, uh, along with the Colonial Pipeline, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, is supplying 100 million gallons of gas a a day. Right. Um, Paid the ransom.
2: I was going to ask you about that because I actually did read something that was talking about the concern of the fact that we were paying this ransom simply feeds the beast. Yes, yes. You know, that continues to show them they can continue to do this. They paid it. And be profitable by doing it.
1: And the hackers said, okay, we'll release uh, your mm-hmm. ability to to uh, operate now uh,
2: right
1: <laughs> again, as I look at things pretty simple, uh, two things out of that um, they needed to pay it they said they needed to pay it because if we don't, we could be out of gas on the whole east coast within mm-hmm. days and were it actually was happening um, right and so it could cripple us uh, mm-hmm. so we we I guess we need to pay it. Uh, for them to recreate the system would have taken a couple years. Wow! So, so it's it's that mm-hmm. complicated. Uh, it's not like your computer. Well, okay, just give me a new one, and I'll you know back up my fi- take my backup right. files. Uh, it's super complicated and and customized and unique, uh, and it couldn't be done. So they paid the ransom, uh, and again, as I simply look at that, two things: one, um, they said they released it. Uh my guess is that they still have spyware inside that system if they wanted to do it again. Right. Uh, I believe I believe they'll be able to because I don't think they don't know if they cleaned it up or or did they release it completely and remove themselves from them. my right. my my uh simple look at that is I doubt it. Um and then secondly because uh, and you you raised this clearly is if now that they paid the ransom.
3: Mhm.
1: Um uh, well, here's, how, here's what I would predict is that over the next year, two years, three years, four mm-hmm. years, we'll see other systems, yes. uh, what we call the grid, uh, fuel pipeline, mm-hmm. electric pipeline, uh, uh, other abilities, uh, maybe even uh, airline, um, you know, uh, tracking, uh, right. banking. I could see them now going after these other vulnerable things right, and trying right. to shut things down because they now know that, well, if, if you, uh, knowing that you can't fix this quickly,
3: mm-hmm. you'll pay
1: the ransom. And the ransom demands will, right. get, will get more money and more frequent, mm-hmm. you know? So I, right. th- I think it's interesting. Now, now, what does that mean, by the way? Well, uh, it means disruption. Right, um, And it's an indication, as we have been, Kathy and I have been saying, uh, is that, you know, if you're in, uh, let's say in uh, right now, there was Georgia and uh, North Carolina, uh, you actually couldn't get, there were gas stations you couldn't get gas right. to and lines. It started. actually
2: went all the way to, there were like four states that had a significant amount of, of completely out of gas. Right. I think all the way, I I heard Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia. Florida, I think only like 11% of their gas stations were out. But um, when you talk North Carolina stuff, I want to say that got to like 42% or something yeah. really high like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: And that could impact my business and that could yes. impact my uh, operation. And, and it's just disruption. It's not something you predicted. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm not believing it's normal to happen, but when it happens
3: mm-hmm.
1: beyond your control, it now disrupted everything about you. Um, and then that's what we're trying to trying to uh, help people understand is God knows about that. Uh, God mm-hmm. understands it. And he can guide you, uh, direct you, and help you prepare for things uh, so that you know what to do next or to at least be ready for something. Uh, and it's unique, you know, going to be unique to you. But uh, it is to understand that the world is getting more chaotic mm-hmm. uh, and, and things are going to happen. So, right. Uh, uh, interesting to see uh, the pipeline is supposedly back operating uh, fully. Uh, so we should mm-hmm. see all those uh, supply issues resolved right. here. In the but next there's few still days.
2: a bit of a backlog, man, you know, and it's going to affect supply chains for weeks right. from what they're hearing. Right. That's that's not going to all rectify quickly. No, it's going to take know. a
1: while. So uh, the world is chaotic. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so, again, as we're trying to help you understand is uh, finding truth, uh in the middle of all that uh, because Mm -hmm. God has a way to resolve all that for us as we are willing to hear. Uh, And as Kathy and I shared this, this weekend, uh, Linda and I led this retreat and Kathy, Kathy and Dan led this retreat. Uh, And typically uh, what happens is uh, people come, uh, they're not used to this concept of abiding Mm -hmm. and walking with God and, and letting him guide and direct us uh, and going to unity as a couple. Uh, so people come, uh, and we start up, you know, talking about this right away. And uh, one of the questions we ask uh, is, uh, why is it that you're not abiding and spending mm-hmm. a lot, of, a lot of time uh, in the Word? And I know you asked that same question. Right. Uh, right. What were some of the reasons uh, that people said for you as to why they're not? They they've never experienced this, and they're and they don't really spend a lot of time in God's Word.
2: Right. they range for all different reasons, but, but a couple of the huge ones are always honestly busy. They don't, (laughs) don't have enough margin, but the reality is as we peel that back, even they haven't found it valuable right? because we spend time doing what we find valuable, right? you know? So, so those are probably two of the bigger ones in the group that we were in. Um, There's, there's definitely other ones that we see come up a lot. I know you've seen too. Um, There's a lot of times where people simply feel like they, they're reading it as law right. rather than than receiving it. And so it's a big to-do list that then they feel guilt and shame from. And if they're driven from guilt, they're never gonna pick it. If they're driven to guilt, they're never gonna pick it up. That's right. When they see it as a source of hope and grace, they can't put it down.
1: No, and that's, the, uh, that's one of the other uh, uh, things that people said to us is that, well, when we read it, we don't see it uh, actually uh, fulfilling anything for us Mm-hmm. are we look at it as a as more stuff that we need to do that we can't right. uh, and they already
2: feel overwhelmed or overtasked so they don't need to hear one more thing that they can't do
1: right uh, and they said what it leads us to is actually guilt
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh we know we're supposed to but we don't because it's oppressive uh mm-hmm. and, and it's really interesting um other ones say that uh well you know i'm i'm pretty faithful uh, i do a devotion every day um mm-hmm. Yeah, And so uh, I, ha- I, I disciple a lot of executives and that's that's a lot that they say, no, I do devotion every day. And I said, okay, um, what did it say to you last week?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they said, eh, I don't remember. Uh, right. Okay, what does it say yet? What did it say uh, two days ago?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't remember. Uh, what did it say today or yesterday? I don't remember. Um, what does it say today? It was something about love. You know, what? what? well, I think, (laughs) I think I'm supposed to be more loving. And I Mm -hmm. said, I said, see, the difference is you've approached it as a task. Mm
3: -hmm. You've
1: approached it as a duty and you checked the box off. I did it at the time Mm -hmm. you read it. It was, that was wonderful. Uh, Wow. And it
2: felt meaningful in the moment. There was legitimate meaning in the moment. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm not uh, opposing it. uh, And, Mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't stick. Um, mm-hmm. it, it didn't mean anything to you because there's not processing with it. Right. Uh, and that's what we're trying to say is that, you know, some people are on a, well, I'm going to read the Bible uh, throughout the year and go through a Bible reading program. Okay, it's, it's not a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. But while you're doing that, it's where God would have you, which is what we're trying to say, uh, is that uh, we would dig into it. We would, what we mm-hmm. call, camp out with it. And so uh, in our retreat, um, what happened in our in our group, and I know this happens in yours, is they start to realize, and they go through the same things that we're trying to share here a little bit mm-hmm. with some of the practicalities of it, uh, and they start to understand that that I see the difference, um, mm-hmm. I'm willing to do the difference, um, and then we get to this exercise uh, on Sunday. Uh, the retreat is Friday night through Sunday, uh, and we in plenty of free time, so it's a it's a beautiful. Mm-hmm experience for everybody, but on Sunday, we give them this exercise to go do, uh, and they hear individually from God, um, mm-hmm. and then he says, here's where I want you to camp out, and the, and the right. difference that uh, we help you everybody know is it's not studying about something. Yes. I know about it. It's stay mm-hmm. with it, abiding until you experience it. Until it becomes part of you. So the example, uh, my wife gives, uh, Linda gives this great story of uh, being led to uh, forgiveness towards somebody Mm -hmm. and um, she could get it in her head. Okay, I Mm -hmm. should forgive. But the question every day that I helped her with uh, in the abiding is, have you forgiven them? Right. You know, and the question, well, I know I should, but the truth is in my heart, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Well, because I got to abide until I receive that power, that life and spirit of the Word, and it then gives me forgiveness. I experience forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when you're released from that particular point. I, and I know you had similar experience in your retreat.
2: Yeah. Oh, it was. This was a sweet, sweet retreat. We actually had the couples that we had there this time. Um, all of the ones that were there truly, they they were spending at least some amount of time. In God's word, uh-huh. and and were and knew the idea that it was valuable. But then, just taking that idea of staying with it and receiving, and actually really teeing up the questions and waiting to hear from you, just watch Sunday morning when we do that exercise. It just came alive, and yeah. um, and I think about you know one one girl in particular. I'd love to have a guest as a guest um, down the road. I want to see she was new in her new in her faith, you know. A, believer, probably a couple years, newlywed couple and just precious, but they're facing a really difficult um, current coming up in their life that I, I don't want to share. I would love to have her come on and share, but she received such personal promise and excitement and hope. In the midst of that, I guarantee you, these guys are not going back. They are there. She's going to be living the abiding life and giving it away. And when she left in the seal, she came in with a very scary situation facing her and her young husband, and um, and left ready to face it. She's like, these these are promises I can stand on. Right. I'm ready to go. Right, I am go. ready for what's coming. Let's go, yeah. and to see that transformation, to see the Word of God just come alive in a personal way but it is that, that idea, like you said, really stepping back and receiving it. And she knows she's going to press more into all of this going forward, but it's funny. I'm going to share, if you don't mind, I'm just going to share one other thing, because this is kind of a personal thing. And I was um, talking to the group about it. I know you've heard me say this before too. When we first started learning abiding, um, I being the checklist gal, I am, even though I, I got it, I like to put things down. And so I had this saying, and I would share it with people all the time. It's as simple as abide, obey, love, repeat. And I would say that. And and that is really what I was doing. And then it was, you know, I'm going to abide. I'm going to ask him what he has to say. Whatever he tells me, I'm going to obey. And that was my heart. And then I'm doing that out of love for him and love for others. Repeat the process right back to it. And you so, so wisely said to me one time, you know you're missing a little piece of that, right? <laughs> I mean that that's great, but you've turned it into a process. Yeah. And and it's not always obedience. Sometimes it's just receiving. Yeah. And so, you know, I took that and I'm like, okay, I really need to chew on this and see what, you know. And so I took that to God, you know, God, what am I missing here? Where am I where am I erring into this and where am I, you know, what where am I falling short or, or missing something you want to say. And so he really has spent the last uh, year or two honing me in on that. What does it look like to receive? Yeah, Because being the person I am, I could even in my abiding, yeah. take my abiding and I could flip and I could turn it to a to-do list that I was doing something to earn his approval. Um, because of my own issues, you know, but, <laughs> but I was turning it to that. And he was saying, no daughter sit at my feet and receive for a little bit and know what it's like to be a daddy's girl, Yeah, you know, yeah. and there was some sweetness in that lesson. And I think for this group we had this weekend, that was a huge part for them was flipping things from just the obedience because their heart was obey. Yep. Um, To What does it look like to receive, to sit and really receive what he has to say? Yeah.
1: And think of it, uh, what you say, Kathy, is so beautiful. Um, Think of it as, you know, your relationship with Dan, whom Mm -hmm. we met, you know, and we saw how sweet you guys uh, enjoy each other and and the beauty you live together. Mm -hmm. Um, If you treated Dan the (laughs) same way every time. Right. Okay. Our process is going to look like boom, (laughs) boom, 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 boom. Right. Um, it would it would become stale. Yes.
3: Uh yeah. see
1: it would become um a duty and you'd lose the joy of it and see mm-hmm. uh the abiding is in the relationship.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh today and how God does it and what he's going to surprise you with and how he speaks to you. He says don't let it drift into a system. Right. Uh enjoy the relationship. Uh, some and days, it's an
2: easy drift it re- it's an easy drift even when we know yeah, yeah. It, really,
1: it really is and he says you know um, today it'll look like this and tomorrow mm-hmm. it'll look like this and um, uh, let it be the beautiful relationship it is and, and that's why mm-hmm. one of the things that we say remember we read Jeremiah 1516 yeah. uh, Jeremiah ate the words and they were a joy to him
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and that's that's the indicator uh, are you enjoying? Uh, the abiding because there's life there Um, and it'll, it'll be fresh. Uh, We had, we had a couple uh, in this one particular uh, young, it was a young uh, man. they have been married um, about, I think eight or nine years and had, had little kids. Um, He talked originally as we went through the weekend that he said, this is difficult for me uh, Mm -hmm. because um, I, I had read the Bible at some level, but I stopped, literally stopped because it was too oppressive to me
3: because
1: mm. uh, he was reading his law. And uh, right. he said, so I just I just didn't do it. Um, I have not spent any time in the Bible for years uh, because it, I just I just wasn't uh, uh, helpful in my opinion. And so he said, this is all difficult for me. And we said, oh, we understand. It's okay. Uh, so Sunday we do this exercise. And mm-hmm. he, he comes back and he shares and uh, he says, first of all, I have a confession to make. Uh, he said, you know, you gave us the instructions of where you start in the word. And then what we, we do this thing, which will show you about cross-referencing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he says, I, I get up from the group and I know I'm going to go do this exercise. And he said, my attitude was, this will never work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, ne- I don't think I can <laughs> get, I don't think I can experience this working for me. Uh, cause I never have. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, he went and did the exercise. And when he started getting into it, he realized, oh, my gosh, look at what God is speaking to me and how beautiful and fun I'm experiencing doing right. this for an hour.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he realized there wasn't any heaviness at all. It was life there. And then he comes mm-hmm. back and says, Here, here's what God told me uh, and said. And then we helped interpret it. And he said, I, I'm going to I'm going to now be excited Right uh, about this. So he went from complete skepticism to
3: mm-hmm. just
1: experiencing it and, and the beauty of it. So the thing that we, you know, Kathy and I would, would urge everybody is um, just start start practicing it uh, mm-hmm. and and the life of the word and the life of God, you know, will right. will come in. So let's uh, let's Kathy. Uh, we've been talking about these practical instructions.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, we were on uh, number four. Uh and that was to uh, you know, write things uh, out of the scriptures.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what does it really say? Uh, so you don't read into it, mm-hmm. but it's God's character uh, in his ways. Uh, what does the verb tense that God said, I'm, I have done, uh, are doing now or will do. Is there any if then conditions, mm-hmm. uh, any conditional things, the buts, the therefores, uh, things that are conditional. And then fourth is what is our response? Uh, and responsibility. And so let's go to the uh, next one uh, uh, and go ahead and read that. And these are these are practical instructions for uh, how we might abide together in the word and in Christ.
2: Right. And I have to say, number five here is probably one of my favorite being a word geek. This <laughs> is one of the ways that God speaks to me oh, cool. the most richly in this. So so this is a fun one to yeah, me. Neat. Um, yeah, it says, go deeper into the Greek and the Hebrew meanings of the words he's speaking to you. Um, at www.studylight.org, go to study the interlinear Bible, put in your Bible book and then chapter, then click on study. The chapter will come up and then you'll click on the word you wish to know. On the next screen, all the Greek and the Hebrew word definitions for your word will be displayed. If you wish to go deeper, you can go to the word origins and click on that number and further definitions will be offered. And there are, you know, there are multiple places to do this now. The, right. you'll the Blue letter yeah. Bible app and Bible study tools.com right. is probably my favorite one, you know. So there's lots of places to do this, but boy, it, it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the, uh, uh the inner, what's called an interlinear Bible
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, is our language. Uh, and of course, other people's languages would be maybe, you know, French or German or Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, our typical language here in America is English.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so it's an English, uh, Uh, wording Uh, and the interlinear is well there's a a Greek or Hebrew word
0: attached Mm
1: -hmm. to that word right Um, and and so when you click on it uh, you say uh, okay uh, like if I'm in Romans 8 1 and 2 uh, therefore now there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Mm -hmm. Jesus Uh, and you could say uh, I'm being led here I want to go deeper here What exactly does that word condemnation mean? Right. Because, and again, the premise is that uh, the English tends to be very, very weak or misleading Mm -hmm. in a way because there's so much, so many nuances. Uh, Right. So like we know the word love, for example, Uh, we would interpret uh, these words as love, but uh, in the Greek or Hebrew, there's, there's three types of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, agape, which is God's love, you know, for us and grace. There's filio,
3: mm-hmm. which is
1: brotherly love and affection, um, and then there's uh, uh, sensual love, erotic, mm-hmm. erotica, that is just a physical attraction to to somebody. Well, when we read in the English the word love, we don't really know which of those three it is. Right. So you would want to go into the Greek and Hebrew and say, um, I'd like to understand deeper. Uh, Because, see, the Bible was literally translated, written originally from the Holy Spirit. He says all Mm -hmm. scripture is inspired. God breathed. God God wrote it through people. Um, And they wrote it in these original languages, Hebrew and Greek. Um, which
2: had much richer languages. You've shared on previous podcasts that you know 15,000 unique words yes. in the Bible versus the 5,000 unique words in the English translation and how we lost some of the depth of the meaning in the translation. yeah even yeah. though it's accurate, it's it is losing the depth of right. what was really being said right. Yeah.
1: So that when the, uh, the the Jewish people in the Old Testament and then the New Testament Greeks, um, when they read these letters from Paul, when they read the Gospels, when mm-hmm. they read the Old Testament, um, for them, it was a direct understanding. I know, mm-hmm. I know what that word is, um, and I'm receiving that word. And remember, mm-hmm. the words are, are, are spirit in their life. Well, for us, we have a little bit of a, um, let's say, a thick uh, wall that sometimes is preventing us from truly receiving uh, the, the spirit and the life of that word because we're, we're not understanding it. So he said
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he said now, as, and this is what I've learned, is um, I'm not worried about every single word. Um, I don't say i got to study every single word. It's that as I get led into scripture that I'm abiding in, there are words. What I do is I circle them in my journal. Uh, I
2: do the same thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'd like to learn more about that word. Uh, And then I go to interlinear Bible, Mm -hmm. which Kathy just described, uh, is now you're going to get a whole page of Mm -hmm. of depth and understanding and description what this one word now means. And a lot of times it's like, wow,
3: that's Mm -hmm. actually
1: different then it seems like what the english word says right, right. Yeah. uh and and maybe you could share a little bit cuz you said you love that so much i oh um, i do <laughs> what 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 has happened for you what why is that so exciting to you
2: um for me it really does make it just come alive and and i will watch god just you know like i said i am a word geek and so i'll be reading along and just circle. he'll he'll Strike my heart with words. He knows that's how I listen. And so I'll circle it and then I'll want to go back and dig into what that is more. And then he'll connect dots to other places. But I'll give you um, even just an example that the other day um, he made come alive to me. And this was just before the retreat. And it was just when we were heading into worship. So this wasn't even, I wasn't trying to abide on something. It was just like, oh, I'm going to throw you this because I know how you love words. I want you to see this. And you know, we talk about the word um commonly used in the Bible for know, yeah. which is yada, yada, y-a-d-a. And that is it. Yada, in, yada, and, yada. <laughs> yeah. And it is, I love it though. But it is this this intimate knowing. And it's the same word that is used, you know, when they talk about knowing God in that intimate way, it's the same word that is used to describe um between a man and a wife and yes. intimacy. Yes. So it's it's this incredible deep intimate knowing. And um anyway, I was. On a, I was looking at a verse and it was saying something about giving thanks, and the word for thanks or praise in that, um, for whatever reason, just stirred my heart. And I went and clicked on that um, in the interlinear, and lo and behold, it was yada, Yadah, Y A D A H. So it just had the H on top of it. Mm-hmm. And as I pressed into that, it was obviously it's in the same root. As the knowing intimately, and and God just impressed on my heart is like, do you see the beauty in these words? This yada, this arms lifted high in praise and thanksgiving is rooted in knowing intimately. Yes, yes. And, and so that sort of thing for me, it just all of a sudden, you know, worship comes alive. And when my arms are lifted high, I'm like, yeah, this is because I know you. Yeah, I know who you are intimately, and it just adds a depth, it's it's a richness. Um, from knowing a little more. And and again, I'm a word geek. That's the teacher in me too. And so this resonates with me. I know that's not something everybody loves quite as much, but there's so many different tools for abiding. This is one he just continues to um, to just speak to my heart with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to ask you another question about that. Uh, one thing yeah. I'd like to say to our audience is um, feel free to uh, send us in your questions
3: uh, mm-hmm.
1: that as you're trying to learn this or you want to get deeper with this, uh, uh, send them in. Uh, you can do it on the YouTube in the comments section or uh, you want to if you're listening by podcast, you can email us at questions at com. questions at uh, Kathy, as you were sharing that um, and then you got into that and had that revelation,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, talk a little bit about Uh, how you journal that out and then you know what that meant to you uh, so that it it wasn't like and and this is the important thing is that as you go deeper into the the Greek and Hebrew uh, you're going to see it wow that's interesting right Uh, that's really uh, uh, amazing and you could just leave it at that okay well that was cool Um, Mm -hmm. but you never process it any further and you don't get the fullness of the revelation right. that God wanted you to apply to your life. So how, how do you do that so that you don't just say, that's exciting? Because you said you're a word geek. So you can mm-hmm. just say, I'm just excited about that process. Hey, right. yeah, great, but nothing ever happens. Right. Uh, what did you do with that?
2: So let me take you to one because that one was new. So I haven't taken it very far yet, okay. to be fair. That was Sunday morning. Okay. Um, It's Monday now. <laughs> <laughs> so let me back you up and, and take you through one that he has. And I, he's still weaving this. And so I am fully expectant that actually this yada is going to weave back into this concept of do loss that he's had me on. I told you a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's, there's this Greek word for bond servant. You'll know, Paul identifies himself as we were in the book of James, yeah. in my Tuesday morning study. And, um, and he, I did are not Paul. I'm sorry. Um, James identifies himself in the very first sentence. He could have said several things about who he was, but his identifying words were, you know, James, a bond servant of Christ Jesus, I'm like, what a weird way to, you know, to to but, just identify uh, by, yourself. By the
1: way, by the way, who was James? His brother. Yeah, his brother.
2: I mean, th- there are lots of things James, he could have said. You could have said, James, <laughs> the
1: the uh, uh, the older more wise brother than uh, Jesus, you know, he he could have said that, but he he called himself. But his
2: choice, yeah, his choice was doulas. And, and that struck me. And so, like I said, circle the word. And so then I, I look into that, I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting. As I look at that word, the real meaning was, you know, someone who was so devoted to another person, really a disregard of their own. They were so devoted to what this person's heart, mind and soul were that they wanted to be a part of that. And that's this richness of that. So I'm pressing, I'm like, okay, God, I want to be that. So, you know, I, as I journal things out, you know, where am I like that? What are you saying? And um, and I had been doing some things on identity and he's like, I, I want you to press into this more because what I'm really telling you is you are that you just don't recognize it in yourself yet, but I see it. Right. And so go further with it. And so I would ask questions and then did some cross-referencing and lo and behold, you know, probably three or four days later, he takes me to a passage where he shows me that, um, Mary, when Mary found out she was going to be, um, the mother of Jesus, the word that she said, as she accepted that she immediately identified herself as a servant of God. And look, and I look at that and that servant is due I'm like, wow. James is Duluth and Mary is Duluth. Okay. This is good company, you know? (laughs) And so, you know, as I process through God, how was Mary Duluth? What did she do? What did that look like? What repercussions or implications does that have for me? Um, You know, and what are you saying? And then again, kind of processing through and and reading some different things in that. And um, God, I want to see myself the way you see me. So show me show the show me this. And then he continued as I journeyed through this. He has continued to show me, okay, guess what? Um, some some Old Testament that was a bed, which is the same as Dulas. And and he started showing me all these people that I admire in the Bible and their hearts. And then he really landed it with, by the way, he took me to this passage where Jesus identifies himself as Dulas. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and so it was just this beautiful process it wasn't one day of once and done and i've got it up on a board in big letters so that i see this is what he's speaking over me this is what i what i want to become i want to become what he sees me as right um, um, and he continues to weave this and then has taken it further and he's like okay well let's look at some of what doulas is a lot of this you'll know, he'll show me verses where this person was doulas and they're identified with righteousness they're identified with mercy. What does that look like for you? Where might I be refining that? And so, you know, now he's showing me some places that um, that he wants to refine in me to continue to help me step into that. And so it all, you know, spurs back to weeks and weeks of do loss and uh, yeah, it's just sweet. I don't yeah. know how else to describe yeah. it, but that's yeah. a little more blown out than this one that I'm sharing from yesterday. So, yeah.
1: well, and that's, and that's how it works is that, uh, uh, see when God shows you a revelation,
3: mm-hmm.
1: particularly as you get in the Greek and Hebrew. Uh, and again, it's you know Kathy is describing that. I'm not doing twenty of those words at once. Um, no. I've got led. I got led <laughs> to the depth of this, mm-hmm. uh, and now I uh, receive it and start to process it mm-hmm. uh, with what does that mean? Uh, what mm-hmm. do you want to do in my life so that I experience this? Yeah. And, and shape me and help me understand where I'm missing it and what you want me right. to do to step into it and there's questions in this process mm-hmm. and uh, and it's a joy because God said well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna have you become that um, mm-hmm. and so walk with me for a while
2: right and, and not, if this is all I get this year this is a sweet place to be <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh, and so that's the fun of as you go deeper, um, and, and and Kathy's looking at more than those words, and they mean something when she's uh, abiding mm-hmm. in those. But uh, these revelations that come really start to carry you into, okay, then how does that apply to my life? Yeah. Uh, and that's the beauty of abiding uh, and the mm-hmm. fun of abiding. Uh, and again, there's yeah. no rush at it. So she's been in that for a while she just got this new one uh, and that'll be a while and they'll probably connect up uh, down right. the road and
2: that's I'll fully expect it to connect because yeah. that's what he seems to keep doing is just weave, weaving it all back now I'm going to show you another piece of it yeah. and then watch I'm going to bring it full circle and that's where I'm expecting you know but he surprises me too so yeah. who knows
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, and again because of the technology uh, literally everybody uh, you don't have to have any uh, knowledge of the mm-hmm. languages you just have to be able to click kind on of a word right. and then pay attention to it. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. what does that really look like and what does that mean? And it'll start enriching. Uh, the reason that we suggest this is that um, it's not. we don't want you to set it up as a duty. Uh, I got to, I got to, I got to, or I got to exactly. do a study and I got to make sure I get it all. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a uh, privilege to go deeper and periodically you're going to see these, oh, look at how cool this is for me. Uh, and it'll enrich your time as you, as you abide. So this is just a a tool and a technique uh, Mm -hmm. to use, to enjoy. And everybody can do it now because of the technique. You don't have to go to seminary like I did and learn Greek and Hebrew.
3: Right. uh,
1: Which by the way, I I forgot already,
3: Uh, (laughs) but I,
1: but I can click too, you know, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I can go to that. Uh, So we've really enjoyed today uh, our discussion
3: uh, Mm -hmm.
1: of uh, abiding and the beauty of hearing from God and, uh, camping out, you know where he has this, and then using this tool uh, to go into the original languages, which you're going to get more rich in the understanding mm-hmm. of these words and uh, the fun of that. And uh, Kathy, thanks so much for sharing that. And so oh, we're yeah. we're really excited to continue. And we'll we'll uh, in this week we'll just continue to kind of work down through these other practical hints of mm-hmm. uh, what it means to abide, uh, particularly today, as we said. You know, go to the Greek and Hebrew, so it was yeah. uh, it was fun. And talking
2: let me, about I'm going to add just a little note on that. I know I kind of alluded to this, but even when it comes to doing this, the the Greek and the Hebrew, you know, Rich sp- speaks so much about go where the word is life. Um, choosing which words to go to the Greek and Hebrew on, the Spirit chooses that. Yeah really it's okay. There's something in your heart that you're reading and it just stirs and you want to know a little more. Trust that you don't have to go be ADD and look up every word in the whole verse and whatever. There's something that'll strike you and enjoy the journey, you know?
1: Yep. So we encourage everybody and uh, we're, uh, we're really excited uh, to go through this today with you. So we uh, pray that you will, and uh, we'll continue tomorrow uh, in our abiding. So Great.
2: Looking forward to it. If you have enjoyed today, be sure to be a friend and tell a friend. We are excited to have more and more of you joining in, listening to us and uh, joining with your questions each week. So thank you. Yep. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, Kathy. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments.